Good morning. I'm Karen, and this is Coffee with the Sorrows. And I'm Kelly, and we are also pretty excited to be sharing um, a funny and awkward story with you today. Did you want to start? Um, I can. Okay. Um, we were you and Eric. Can we just preface the story and say that all parties involved have oh. given consent? Yes. Um, to a have the story told and b use real names. Okay, and and oh, okay, that's fine. Um, and the reason, well, one of the reasons we want to share the story is that yes, it's an awkward story. It's it's funny. It's got a humorous component, but also just some of the things that we learned uh, and that came up after the story was told. Yeah. Or after this occurred, rather. Okay, so um, I think it was like on a Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, on a Wednesday night, um, you and your boyfriend Eric. And I were sitting downstairs in the living room, mm-hmm. and we were just hanging out, just talking, uh, just um, a nice, enjoyable evening. Mm-hmm. And I got up and uh, said good night, and went upstairs into my room, closed the door, and went to bed. Quote unquote bed. Yes. Um, okay, so my turn. Mm-hmm. So I said to Eric, um, he is a musician and he was leaving for tour for two weeks um, in, in a couple days. And I had said to him, before you leave, can we please pair my vibrator to your phone? Because I have this lovely vibrator that has an app um, where you can pair it to anyone's phone and it can be controlled no matter where you are in the world. Uh, and so partners can stay connected. Um, so he was like, yep, absolutely. We can do that. So we kind of scurried up to my bedroom and I took out my vibrator. He had his phone out. He was downloading the app and, uh, we were doing our best to, to pair those, those two devices. And I was showing him, um, cause for, I think for whatever reason, the app wasn't working on his phone at that night. I said, well, why don't I just show you on my phone how it works? And we've still got a couple days to sort of sort this out together. Um, we'll, we'll try again on your phone another day. So I opened my phone up and I was showing him how you really just use your index finger to sort of go, you know, swipe up on the phone or down on the phone to increase or decrease intensities. Uh, and you swipe left and right to switch the, uh, the types of vibrations, right? Mm-hmm. So um, he was playing around with that. And what happens is on the device, you have to click the on button as you click the pair button on your phone we were doing that and he's you know he's doing the up and down and stuff and he's like am I doing this properly and I said yeah like that's that's all there is to it and then something clicked and I said well hold on you're you're controlling and I said but my vibrator is not actually moving so it's not pairing properly just give me a second so I took it I took the phone back and I you know I was fiddling with that and um it wasn't working and I just said oh this is frustrating like why don't we try again later so we put everything down and we were just chatting you know, talking about our day and whatnot. And we tried two more times after that and it still wasn't working. Um, so again, just kind of resolved the fact that we would uh, try again another day. So sure enough, on the Thursday, we paired everything just fine. Um, and it was on the Friday that I came down, I think, was it for breakfast? I came down mm-hmm. and we were sitting at the, <coughs> call it the dining room table. Um, and you said, I need to ask you something. And I said, but I need to tell you something and I want to go first. So I sat down and I was super stoked to tell you that we had paired my vibrator and I was doing my vigorous jazz hands, which is my version of a happy dance. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I just said, like, you know, this is this is really exciting because it's just like I said, it's a way to stay connected. A life win. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I shared this story and, and I turned to you and I said, and, and what, what was your question for me? Oh, <laughs> well, you, you, you were talking about how it didn't, it didn't work. And, yes. but you didn't say how many times. And I said to you, oh, I said, by chance, did you try three times? And you went, yes. And then you looked at me and you went, how do you know that? Okay, so now fair, fair question, because, you know, no judgment. I'm just thinking, how do you like, did you know that because of psychic stuff? Or are you just asking me because threes, you know, usually the the, the charm kind of thing. Um, and then that's where your story. And I in. said, well, funny, I said, because I, I have a story. <laughs> and I said, you know, Wednesday night, <clears throat> some people know where this is going already. Yeah. But we're going to spell it out for you. Yeah. So I went upstairs to bed and closed my door, turned off the or turn off the light, closed the bed and decided to use my vibrator. And so, um using my vibrator and just as I'm getting close, down goes the vibration, down goes the speed. Up it goes again. Down it goes again. And I'm frustrated. So, you know, I understandably so. This 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 is a super deluxe model vibrator. <laughs> It has hand controls right on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I'm using the controls to go up and down, but the vibrator isn't responding to the speed Your... that I'm telling it to do. Yeah. So I got frustrated and I thought, oh, damn. So I threw it under the covers and I thought, oh, I'm just going to go to sleep. So I go to sleep or try to go to sleep. And about two or three minutes later or five minutes later, starts humming at the end of the bed by my feet and I'm like oh <laughs> it's not broken <laughs> so I pick it up and I think oh I'll give this a shot again tried it again just as I'm getting close down it goes again and it's like oh my god how many of these things do I break <laughs> and it's like I can't believe how many Anyway, we'll get to that later. <laughs> they just keep breaking. Now, if people understand and know my energy, I fry iPads and cell phones and computers and um, North Bay Computer Services in North Bay is on contract because they have to come in here so regularly because mm. we are energy Fritz's things. When I go into Bell Canada at the mall, they make me stand in center court. <laughs> <laughs> Because I, I fried all four of their computers on their front line. Yeah. So it's like, okay, maybe, okay. So I'm thinking, oh, shit, another vibrator. I got to ask Kelly in the morning. We're going to yeah. have to order more again. So every time Perlator comes by, it's like another load. <laughs> With a little black box. <laughs> anyway, oh, go this, on. This is going to be funny because now that my neighbors <laughs> listen to this, every time they see Perlator. Oh, here comes another vibrator. <laughs> They'll be giving you the thumbs up. Good luck, Karen. Yeah, no kidding. So anyway, it goes up and down, up and down. I threw it under the covers at the end of the bed again. And I thought, oh, my God, I'm just going to go to sleep. Never mind. So so again, I think, oh, I'm just just going to fall asleep. And about another five, ten minutes, maybe 15 minutes later. And it's going like crazy. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, oh give it another shot so we tried three times and I thought okay it died again so I put it away and I thought okay I'm I'm done three's it (laughs) um I'm this this has pooped me out yeah I Um, have the energy for this I'm just not gonna bother it's just not my day (laughs) 
And so... This is I where our stories... It collided. Yeah. And we realized that we have... Well, we, we knew we had the same vibrator because yes. we ordered it from WeVibe. Yep. And um, we really do want to say the name of the company and that you can order them online. And this is some of the stuff that came up afterwards that we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. We also realized that some people have pushed pause just to laugh right now. <laughs> um, or be horrified. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> and this is this is when it came to us that my, your... My phone, used by my boyfriend, paired to your vibrator. Yes. <laughs> unintentionally, <laughs> in some kind of way. Uh, that was what was going on At on the Wednesday the night. the very same moment I decide to use it. Yes. Okay. So, mm-hmm. bless him. <laughs> he's, he's still around, for anyone who's wondering. Yes, and he, he, he knows the story. Yep. And he, he took a good two weeks away while he was on tour, I think, to reevaluate. Yeah, he went away <laughs> the very next day. He gave us distance. <laughs> he might have given himself some distance, too. But anyway, everyone's healthy. Yeah. Um. So... Like you said at the beginning of the podcast, we wanted to share this because, A, it's it's an absolutely hilarious story. Um, but what's been really, really interesting for the two of mm-hmm. us is that as this story has been retold by ourselves um, to friends, to different professionals, um, it, everyone has latched on to a different part, uh, which has kind of stunned us because we, we were just thinking it was going to be a laugh. Yeah. And uh, so we just kind of wanted to touch on the different things that people kind of get stuck on mm-hmm. um, because it's it's actually become quite an educational um, story, I guess, or oh, it gives you an opportunity to open up dialogue that I think a lot of people aren't having. And in a really uh, fun way mm-hmm. where some people at the very beginning just have a laugh. Some people were just shocked mm-hmm. and couldn't find laughter in it, but were just what? And just kind of, like you said, just stunned by some of the stuff um one of them was um one person was was taken by the fact that there was an app yeah and that she wanted to she was she was like what you have an app so the the piece of information that technology has brought us to a better place as you've said to communicate well, yeah, and I, I maybe some people won't make that connection mm-hmm. um, because, well, what does communication have to do with an app? But mm-hmm. what happened was for Eric and I, um, he didn't know that this existed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of couples don't have experience with toys. A lot of individuals don't have experience with, with toys either. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I posed the question, um, he knew he knew about my vibrators, but when I posed the question, can we pair it to your phone? It was a whole other kind of conversation of how do we stay connected? How do we um, come together at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, no pun intended. <laughs> sorry, I just caught that. How do we? Sorry, yeah. how do we communicate where we're both in a in a place and a time where we mm-hmm. can can still give to one another, mm-hmm. um, which I think is is really cool. Uh, especially he was in a couple different time zones, even. Um, so it it demands communication in order to actually use the app properly right it demands communication to for the for the partner to know um what you like and don't like because you now you're talking about sensation yes now you're talking sorry go ahead no it's okay i wanted to jump in and we're getting getting excited oh well i just mean sensation um it's touch with an instrument but there's also personal touch when two people are together to Mm -hmm. know what's what's liked or or what's pleasurable or what's not Mm -hmm. and that even as you, as you, I've heard you say in conversations with people, 
um, that at different times during a cycle, um, that different sensations can be pleasurable. So one day it could be at at one intensity um, or speed, but on another day during your cycle that it might, that might be the thing that puts you into discomfort or pain Mm -hmm. that isn't pleasurable Mm -hmm. and, and that you, that you might not enjoy. Yeah, there's a very fine line between pleasure and, and pain. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to make a point, and now my, my mind is completely blank. Um, I Oh, the different vibrations. That's what you had, you had started talking about. There are, I think, about seven or eight different settings on this particular vibrator. And some of them, I think, are useless. But that's my body. Um, and so when you are physically together having sex, you can verbally respond to one Mm -hmm. another to say, I like this. I don't like this. You can't do that with an app, right? Well, actually you can, you can text, but I don't have enough hands for this. Um, so, so you're, you're holding the vibrator. I'm not really texting on my phone at this point, right? Is that quotable? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) I don't have enough hands for this. Um, I guess you can take that into other situations too. Anyway, um, I'm, I'm not going to be texting through the app, which you can do um, to say, don't love this setting. Mm-hmm. I like this one. But actually, mm-hmm. there is there is a feature in the app where you can save um, pattern of vibrations. So mm. you, it's almost like hitting record the way we're doing on this podcast right now. Right. That as it changes, you can you can save the uh, the sequence. Um, so I think that that's really neat as well, because it it allows the partner to know okay, this is a uh, setting that she likes. This is one that, that she she doesn't like so much. Mm-hmm. And I also want to say, and, and this is really cool, um, speaking of breaking technology, we tried to do this podcast already. This is the second time we're, mm-hmm. we're recording because, yep. again, broke technology, um, which I didn't get to touch on this in the first uh, version, is that the vibrators that WeVibe produces for couples can be used for men. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they give a, a lot of different, um, I guess, ways that you can use it um, on a man's body where the female or the partner, I shouldn't assume it's a female, can control it from her phone to make that pleasurable for the man, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is really, really neat. That uh, that had never crossed my mind before. And, and that's that's something I've, I've become really happy to be open to. Well, and that's that's <clears throat> well, I that's one of the reasons why we wanted to do the podcast was to be able to talk about sexual health, Mm -hmm. about communicating, which is part of sexual health. Mm -hmm. And some people don't think it it is for some couples or some individuals. um, uh, Communication is lacking or just seeking. So if you're a single person and there is no partner, just the very fact that you can use these tools or toys, or whatever you want to call them, mm-hmm. um, to figure out what you like and you don't like. And sometimes there's a boredom with a partner or by yourself, yep. and that these tools move you outside Sorry. of those places where you can just get into routines yep. and not wake yourself up anymore to something new. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I know you said it's it's maybe a lack of communication, but I think also a general lack of knowledge, because this mm-hmm. is not something that's talked about in elementary or high schools and I do say elementary because that is when kids start experimenting touching themselves mm-hmm. um, but we don't we don't talk about it we we want to hush it it's mm-hmm. you know it's it's not uh it's not healthily handled right well other cultures in different places in the world do right do educate we just have a culture here mm-hmm. that says sex and intimacy is you know hush hush, hush, hush and, it, and and definitely a different 
uh, ages, mm -hmm. whereas other cultures take them very, very young and educate them because it is part of uh, the human experience. Mm -hmm. So there's a different belief system. Yeah. So first point that we, um, <clears throat> pardon me, we're kind of floored by is that someone latched on to the idea that there's an app for toys. Mm -hmm. uh, so we, we've talked a bit about that. Um, but another, another point is that, um, you and I even discovered that this happened because we talk. Right. And so mm -hmm. it's like, well, how, how in God's name did you end up winding, like wind up having this conversation even, um, because this is a regular kind of conversation in our home, mm -hmm. uh, because we ask questions to know if something is normal. Mm -hmm. Or if it if it isn't, you know, you think about growing up and, be, and having the period talk, right? Mm -hmm. uh, being educated that, you know, at some point in your life, this is what a sensation that you might experience. This is uh, what the physical body is going to do. Here's how you help yourself, right? So you educated me in all those t types of ways for puberty. Um, but also... Each time this different different things have come up for my body, I'm able to say to you, you know, if there's this type of discharge, you know, what is this normal or is does, does this indicate that I need to see a professional? Mm -hmm. um, so same same goes for sex. <coughs> if I'm experiencing this type of sensation, is that something that I is okay? And a lot of times I have to figure it out myself. But it's it's nice to have someone to um, to kind of use as a reference. Well, Kelly, I I know at a very <coughs> young age. Um, I, I started bringing you to a chiropractor mm -hmm. to know what it was like to be touched uh, yes. down your spine mm -hmm. into the SI joints, into the hip joints, pelvis to understand um, how your spine should work, mm -hmm. how your spine should feel. So if there's a rib out or, or however you want to term that, maybe that's not the right saying out, but um, uh, I don't know what all the right terms are in chiropractic care, but um, if you need an adjustment, mm -hmm. if you need help, that that's the right person. How do you know that unless you know it's the bone versus the muscle? Mm -hmm. So we all, I also took you and Andrew to massage therapists mm -hmm. so that you could understand this is muscle pain. So quite often a tight muscle can feel like a bone because it gets hard mm -hmm. and or um, immovable. And so what's the difference between the muscle being tight and a bone? Mm -hmm. And the differences so that you understand then when it's pinching on a nerve mm -hmm. and what is nerve pain. Yep. And so if you've now got a combination of things of muscle, bone and nerve are all three things involved and you need help in different areas. So do you need a combination of massage and chiropractic to release a nerve mm -hmm. or physiotherapy or whatever else? Yeah, and I love that it has um, fostered so much consciousness of, of my body mm -hmm. um, and what's functional, like when it's functioning properly and when it's not. Um, and what pain is something, sorry, what, what pain or discomfort is okay to work through and what isn't? Because mm -hmm. uh, it teaches you uh, or you get to learn um, how your body responds um, to different activities when it's hurting in a certain way. And when you need to really rest versus what's kind of okay to, to kind of keep going. Um, but what I really wanted to touch on there is you learn what professional touches versus personal touch. And I think this is really, really wonderful because I've never been touched unprofessionally by a professional. Uh, and maybe that'll take a second for people to, to listen to. But there's always been so much respect um, and professionalism with the way these people, these doctors communicate with me in the way that they say, okay, we're going to, I'm going to check your spine. I need you to lie on your stomach. 
Um, and I know, I remember, I think it was Mark McLeod. He was my first chiropractor. Mm-hmm. Um, I was eight and him just saying, you know, I'm going to take my fingers from the top of your neck right down to, to the base of your, of your spine, walked me through it. So I knew what to expect. Which is in the bomb. Mm. Base coccyx and L, the <clears throat> lumbar spine is right down into the rectum. So it's to be able to also, as as you're saying, what's healthy touch when a chiropractor goes down and has to go all the way down to the base of the spine. Mm. But if you feel it from the top of the neck and there's consistency with touch, you know you're safe. Yeah. And I mean, at that age, a parent is, is required to still be in the room. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, for me, you are a trustworthy person. So if you're saying you trust him, then the child kind of follows suit, right? And I know that's not the case for a lot of people because parents don't touch properly or there's been abuse. Um, There's a lot of different situations. But because you've communicated so well um, as a parent, it helps me trust other professionals to do their job well. Um, So going through life, I know that I'm being touched properly and professionally um, versus when I'm with a partner and how they're permitted to touch me or how I permit them to. Uh, and friends as well, because it's it, there's there's all different intentions with the way I'm touched, even if it's over the same area of the body. Some responses for me came that I'm middle-aged, that I'm single, and that um, that I have a vibrator, and that I take care of my sexual health as a single person, mm-hmm. and that some 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 friends, but also some some clients. Um, as well as other professionals, um, asked me about that. And it was like, how did you know? How did you get that? Where did you get it? Um, what do you mean you ordered it? Um, I'm scared to go into a sex store. Um, so you got that online? And um, how, do, how, do you, how do you get that online? So there were conversations with different people. And I won't just say, an, it wasn't just an age group. Yeah, I had younger people asking me about it. I had women my age asking me about it and and older than me mm-hmm. um who've been widowed or who've been through a divorce or who've just been single but mostly women that have been through a divorce or widowed mm-hmm. um asking questions about sexual health mm-hmm. and and being surprised that if I'm single that I'm even considering that and which is interesting to me but it goes back to the story of my own divorce when yeah. I drove to Ottawa mm-hmm. after just as soon as I separated. And the first thing you did when I arrived was to say, well, I, and I don't remember how that went. Um, <clears throat> I don't remember how the conversation started, but I, I remember you were visiting me frequently in Ottawa cause it was my, it was my last year. Um, and when you came down, I said, we're going to a sex store mm-hmm. and I had never been. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had never been, nope. uh, but that was something that I had wanted to, to kind of explore. Uh, at that time I had been taking an incredible course at the university of Ottawa, um, with, I believe her name is, uh, no, I'm going to get that wrong. I don't remember the professor's name. That's terrible. She was wonderful. Um, she was teaching human sexual behavior, uh, part two. And she was absolutely, absolutely marvelous at what she did. Uh, she was like a woman, like five foot tall. She looks like she came out of like maybe the seventies. Um, but she had educated me so well about all different types of sexual health, 
like what we're talking about today, mm-hmm. communication, toys, individual, partner, um, uh, diseases, and, and all of that kind of thing, or those kinds of things. So you and I, you know, got in the car and we drove down to the adult toy store, I think it's called. Um, and it's, it's on, it's just off St. Laurent for anyone who's, who's in the area or looking to go. Um, we walked in and lots of young people working, very young, younger than myself, probably around between what, 18 to maybe 22. Mm -hmm. Um, we walked in and uh, men and women or boys and girls, whatever you want to refer to. Uh, and we, they just said, you know, what can we help you with? And we said, we have no clue, uh, educate us. And so I remember you saying that a gentleman approached you and asked if you were comfortable with him educating you. Yes. Which I thought was remarkable. Yeah. He asked me if I, if I was comfortable because he was a male. And I said, yes. Uh, I didn't really know if I was or not, actually. But I wanted to be open to it mm-hmm. and not think that I had to have a young woman explain it to me just because if she's a woman, she would know similarly like what I would need. And I thought, well, that may not be a true true thought, a true mm-hmm. belief. Um, so I'm open to the to the idea that I don't know best in this situation mm-hmm. and that um, let's just see how this goes. So he asked me a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. He he, And I began by explaining that I had just become single after decades of being in a relationship. And so he said, so what do you like? And I said, I have no idea. And he said, have you ever used toys before? No, I have not. So he, he went through the store and said, well, let's begin over here. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to explain things to you. And you can tell me if you like it or if you don't, or if you're interested or not. So I, ha- I got a basket and thought, which is interesting too, I picked up a basket. Mm-hmm. Meaning that, and I remember him going, oh, okay then. <laughs> <laughs> just And I thought, I'll just pick up anything that as he's talking about it, is this something I can consider? Yeah, keep your options open. Yeah. And so he would say, well, this is, and then he could say what it was. This is a vibrator. This is a, I don't know, a nipple ring or something. And he was going through and I would be like, okay, what what are those for? Yeah. And sorry, I want to interject because this is a massive store. So for anyone who's listening in a small community where you've got something like we do here where it's passionate kisses and I'm I'm not trying to dig them, but it's, it's a very small store. There's a small selection. Yeah. Um, you you kind of need to remember what they're showing you because there are walls and walls of of toys. Oh, and, and huge so ones too. I kind of compare it to when you go into a change room. Yeah, and you grab maybe six items, and there's three rungs, and you know that you're hanging them on a yes, a no, and a maybe pile. Yeah, that basket is the maybe pile. Oh, absolutely. So he he would, he would check in with me and say, "How are you doing?" Um, meaning whatever I want it to mean. Am I comfortable? Do I have questions? He'd stop and say, do you have questions about this, this, whatever he was showing me? And and I want to say that there were things like videos, clothing, uh, toys, lubes, um, all kinds of things. So if I picked up a vibrator and said, let's throw that in, he would say, well, that's for this spot. That's for clitoral. That's for G spot in here. That's for, are you looking for external, internal? And I'm like, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. So it, there, he would check in and I would put it in the, in the cart. And then when we got up to the cash, 
I had a cart full of things that we, we just went from a basket to a cart. It was an actual <laughs> basket, Sorry, everyone. Basket. <laughs> I got to put it out on the counter and look at different things, and he never rushed me. Mm-hmm. I put it out on the counter, and he just stood there, and he said, "What are you interested in?" And I said, "Well, what what about this one?" And he would open up the package, take out the batteries, put it in, and show how it worked. Mm-hmm. Then he would say, "Here, you can put it on your arm so that you can feel this sensation. Turn your palm side up; you can feel it here. Does this? What does this feel like? Like sensation on skin?" Yeah, and. The whole experience, and I want to continue that too, Kelly, in the store and with that person Mm -hmm. when it has gone on for six years, that I continue to go back because I know that even after six years, there's still so much more. Oh, and innovation. Yes. And I wanted to also throw out there that in all of the courses that you took in sexuality, taking psychology, you had the guide to getting it on. Yeah, and Which, I'm going to put that up as a reference actually on the on the website. So if you are perfect. listening through iTunes, if you can go to buysarlo.com website and find the podcast there, um, all of our resources will be listed. Yeah, so um, I read the guide to getting it on from cover to cover. Yeah, this is this was a recommended textbook actually. So it's not technically a textbook, um, but it I call it my Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, it is thicker than the Bible. <laughs> And uh, it's written very conversationally. So the way that you would be speaking to a good friend about, you know, about anything, they use a lot of slang terms uh, and they break e- each chapter down into, uh, you know, different sections. Um, anyway, it's, it's incredible. Well, it was a whole education. Um, and then as a life coach, you have a variety of manuals and yeah. publications that you use um, and so I went through all of these things, learning about my own uh, mm-hmm. female, but I also went through learning all about male yeah. so that I could understand, um, and I'll say, and be better equipped to be a better partner. And so the education sits there waiting <laughs> on some <laughs> level. Some people might be laughing at that one, but that's all, it's all good. So sits there because of a desire as a partner that it isn't just all about what I receive, it's about what you give as well. Mm-hmm. And the communication and what I loved about, and I want to go into pornography next about how I sat and watched different types of pornography. So I know when you're studying it, you're taking courses, yep. that you have assigned pornography or whatever you want to call it to watch so that you can understand what's going on in the different kinds and what the messages are. Yeah. So I was able to watch some of the videos that you like that I'll call them educational pornography mm-hmm. so that you can learn how to do a, a hand job. You can learn how to do mm-hmm. oral sex. You can learn how to do and do them well, communicating, understanding the different spots in the body that are more pleasurable or less. Some that might be a higher sensitivity to pain. Some that might be less, mm-hmm. but that you also also have to check in with each partner because their level can change. Yeah from person to person so versus some of the pornography that and I'm not judging it I'm just making comments um it it didn't show any communication Mm -hmm. um now maybe there was before it was filmed I don't know but didn't show that and then when I watched the educational ones where you see the, the partners taking the time um checking in um, talking to each other about what they like and don't like, mm-hmm. um, taking their time to get into different positions or to touch each other in different ways and checking in versus some of the other ones where it's just 
I'll say it just gets done Mm -hmm. or that the sex act occurs. And I'm not saying that it's maybe less pleasurable, but that I was trying to sit back and watch what was different um, so that I could learn. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought through a lot of things out there. Um, mm. but it's good. And, and I am hoping I have the memory to go back to a lot of them. Uh, cause I had wanted to go back to when you were talking about being in the sex store. And I remember what I walked around with a different person. I had a young girl who helped me and she was asking me questions about, you know, how to even ever had a toy. And so she was showing me what she considered to be introductory toys for solo. Um, because like I said, there's solo, there's partner, there's collectors, that's going to sound really funny, but it, it's collections of, of um, vibrators that work together uh, that you can kind of, it's almost like those toys, you know, when you're a little kid and they transformers, mm-hmm. there are vibrators that you can put inside of another vibrator to make mm-hmm. it even, anyway, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> pardon me. But when I was walking around the store, what I found uh, or what really struck me was that I saw couples walking around the mm-hmm. store together yeah. and it never even dawned on me that there would be couples. I thought it would be just be individuals coming in because I think, you know, growing up with an unhealthy um, view of sex, which, you know, that that's from the, you know, the schools that I was in and, and how knowledge and information is passed down through parents as well. Not picking on you guys, but, you know, it's a generation of, of how you pass along information. Um watching two people walk around and ask each other you know what they might be interested in what they might want to try together was just like I remember looking at it being like I want that I want that relationship where there's so much comfort to just walk into the store and say let's try something new Mm -hmm. Um, and I think I was under the impression that a sex store was just for fetishes and that it's where people went when they were lonely and and I'm throwing it out there because a lot of people will have these ideas right that it's for lonely people that it's for people with fetishes that that it's gross um, that it's something where they need to walk in and hide because a lot of these places have dark like blackened doors Um, their bags are are black so that you can't see anything that people are doing or getting oh right and their parking lots are behind an area so you can't see the cars like but these places this is contribute to privacy, mm-hmm. which I think is remarkable. And it's, it's same behaviors, same or same, uh, same characteristics of the store, but just a change of perspective that it's not about something to hide. It's about privacy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a, because it's intimate and you don't share these intimate things with just anyone, which I, anyway, I, I love. Mm-hmm. Um, where would you like to go next? Um, Oh, I, I'm going to tie li- in a little bit to our career in that I've told a story once before about a man who'd crossed over, who died, who asked me to be his wife's partner in that session it, or her person in that she needed somebody to talk to because before he had died, he wasn't able and wasn't interested in sex for over a decade. Mm-hmm. And that part of it was just relationship stuff. Um, and depression and maybe just pulling out of life but that as time had gone on he got sick and that um, because of the sickness and everything he didn't participate at all and that for over a decade she hadn't been touched intimately he might have stood behind her or hugged her and kissed her on the cheek or pecked her on the lips but there wasn't intimacy and that he wanted her to know that it was okay 
not just okay, I don't just mean consent because you have to have consent from a dead guy or from any man. Mm-hmm. I don't mean it in that way. Some people might have heard that and went, oh my God, even daddy was controlling her. I don't, I don't mean it like that. He came through with love. He came through with the intention of history. Um, Karen, this is what's happened. She hasn't spoken to anybody. And he, and I remember him saying, we have daughters. Um, tell her that, um, that you know that she can't even bring this up to her daughters. Yeah. That they see her as a mom figure, not as a woman, not as a sexual being. She doesn't have a relationship like this with many any girlfriends because they were they really isolated themselves. They did have friends, but I'm just saying couple friends. They didn't the girls didn't sit and talk about sex. And I I'm not putting out her age because I don't think this is important. Mm-hmm. Um but he said to me, "Could you please be her person and have a sex talk?" And I said, absolutely. So I asked her for permission. I said, your husband's coming through saying you need a a person to have a sex talk about. And she went, oh, my God, yes, please just go. And so the conversation came out then uh, of how lonely she felt, how there was depression because there was no touch. There was depression because there was no touch. Yeah. And there was grieving as well as depression Mm -hmm. because there was no more intimacy. There was still, there had been, he'd been around. So she might think there was no reason. Some people might think, well, you can't grieve if they're not dead. Well, that's not true. You can grieve um, the lack of intimacy, Mm -hmm. the change in a relationship that causes a depression without the person having to be dead. Mm -hmm. So he was acknowledging the fact that she had been depressed and grieving and denied. He had been withholding um, intimacy and affection verbally and physically for over a decade. Mm -hmm. And that when they did have a little bit together, it was really just sort of to touch base to say, yeah, don't don't go out and screw around on me. Don't Mm -hmm. divorce me. Interesting. I'm just going to throw a little bit of crumbs here just so that you won't kind of get interested in anybody else. Because, you know, we said married till the till death do us part. And we're both sticking by that shit. So it it, it was his way of uh, acknowledging it was his way of apologizing. It was his way of saying, not in a consensual way, but saying, I understand. Mm-hmm. And to go so far as to say, if this is the way that I can, I can apologize and say that I'm trying to be healthier and show that as a spirit that I've moved on and that I've grown from this and I've learned something, can you be there and talk to her about all this? So, and I, and, I, and I know you and I have done that for many men and women. Yeah. And you know what? Are you done that story? Okay. I just wanted to check in. Um, this was something that uh, I had a hard time with growing up. Again, un- unhealthy kind of ideas of, of sex. Um, I was convinced the last time you and dad had sex was when Andrew was born or, you know, nine months prior. Because um, who wants to think about that? But as, as you become a sexual person and you discover pleasure... Um, I remember looking at you and thinking, I hope she has this. I hope, I hope she has, um, someone who makes her feel this way. And if she doesn't have someone, then I hope she knows how to do this for herself. Um, and it, it, it was a willingness to look at you and see you as a woman before my mom. But I don't think those things have to be mutually exclusive 
because I love you and I want a full life for you. And I, and I realize that um, a full life includes sexual health and, and pleasure. Uh, and I think that's where a lot of people get blocked. They, they, there's an immaturity to see a human for who they are as opposed to who that human is in reference to them. Yes, that, that speaks of your emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. Kelly. And where we often try to explain to people a low level of EQ and a higher level of EQ. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> emotional intelligence meaning that you're aware of what you feel and that you're aware of what another person can feel mm-hmm. and is and, feeling. And how that impacts each other. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, th- I just, I love what this story um, has brought out for everyone that we've shared it with. And I love the, um, the opportunity to educate people. Um, and I think it's also, go ahead. Oh, no, I want to go into another one. Just whenever oh, you're ready. I just, I think it's, it's, um, it's helped me also reflect on how much I've learned, um, uh, because I have had really shitty sexual partners, not many. <laughs> I'm just throwing, I'm throwing it out there cause it's true. And I think people need to hear it because I think some people do assume that all sex is good sex. Oh my um, Lord. Or that everyone else is having good sex. But not, oh, but not me. I think that's better. Uh, I okay. Go on. Sorry. No, I, I'm. I'm just saying because yeah. there there is a general, you know, still hush hush. Don't let's not talk about it. So there's a lot of assumptions that people make. I think people assume too that if you are having sex or lots of it, that they're happy or that it's fulfilling, mm-hmm. and that that doesn't necessarily make that true either. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I want to talk a little bit more about the vibrator. Can I go back to Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Okay. This this became so very important because of pelvic health. And yes. I want to talk about our a guest we're going to have on the show, MJ Forgette. From, she's a physiotherapist and she's a pelvic specialist. She is also a teacher in Toronto for pelvic special, uh, for physio. Mm-hmm. She's going to come on and do some shows with you and I to talk about this. But where where this kind of went together for me was pelvic health, pelvic floor, muscles, vaginal muscles, all of the different how the vaginal muscles were spasming for me mm-hmm. and creating back pain, creating pain that went down my legs and up yeah. my back and into my neck. And that <clears throat> I was doing all kinds of other things, seeing other specialists um, like massage and Cairo and, and different physiotherapists, but nobody could pin it. T- to why is this pain not going away if I all these professionals are treating it and this is going on for months and years and MRI can't find anything wrong with me so the doctor says there's nothing wrong with you Mm -hmm. and so now I think I'm freaking going crazy because the doctor says there's nothing wrong with you all of the specialists are treating me and there's no improvement I walk into MJ Forgette's beautiful clinic on First Avenue in North Bay she does an internal pelvic exam and says you have muscle spasms in here. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what do you mean? Well, Karen, you're, you're holding tension in here. It can be back to even from when you were pregnant or back to when you had sex, but you weren't ready. Mm-hmm. And so entry is not smooth and easy, mm-hmm. but that it's more of a forceful entry. And I, I don't mean rape. I just mean that you're not l- well lubricated. lubricated. Yep. And so because of that, the vaginal muscles go into spasm, mm-hmm. which then sets off mu- the butt muscles, your piriformis, mm-hmm. your glute muscles, my IT band, going down into my hamstrings, down into pain into my feet, 
and also up my back Mm -hmm. and into my neck. And as soon as MJ massaged that little muscle and then that spasm stopped, I couldn't believe that the pain down my leg went away Mm -hmm. and up my neck. And it was like all of that came from my pelvic floor. Yeah. And so here comes the story of the vibrator and slash MJ's tools kit, Mm -hmm. her toolkit of wands that women can use to insert vaginally and release those muscles for yourself. Mm -hmm. So I won't go into all of that too much because she's going to come in and do a show on that. But I wanted to cover that in this show because it's, it was another step for me that the wands and MJ's tools for pelvic health to release muscle spasms um, moved into the sex corner where the vibrators also helped. And yeah. we're learning about breathing and relaxing when you are pleasuring yourself or somebody else is pleasuring you is part of the gripping the muscles mm-hmm. and then not understanding how it affects what, like, you know, the domino effect of, or the song, your hip bones connect to yeah. your <laughs> knee bone, mm-hmm. like that kind of thing, how one issue is connected to all the other issues. Yeah. And just how incredible it is when you go into the adult sex stores and they're educated enough that I could say, I have pelvic tight pelvic floor issues. And the young man is able to say, oh, these vibrators over here bend this way to be able to touch this kind of a muscle, this G spot. But it's really it's connected to this muscle. And it's like, oh, my God, how beautiful is that, that the G spots connected to this muscle and this muscle spasming? No wonder I can't have an orgasm without Mm -hmm. pain. And somebody that's listening to this might go, say what? What is that lady's name again? (laughs) Gateway Physio? How fast can I get her phone number? And how fast can I get into understanding pelvic health more for not just females, but that I'm talking about men Mm -hmm. with back pain, leg pain, neck pain, that have tight pelvic floor muscles and can use this help too. I also want to throw in there um, that because maybe some people are making the assumption, you know, I haven't been abused, so why mm-hmm. would I have pelvic pain? And that's that's certainly not the case. It can be any any injury that's happened that's, that's okay. triggered this. But I also want to say stress. And I'm not trying to overgeneralize. Um, I'm I'm floored that when we're doing medical intuitive in a session, uh, and I say, oh, you're a, you're a bum clencher, you have pelvic you have a tight pelvic floor, and they're like, I don't know what that means. And I say, well, do you clench your jaw? And they'll say, oh, yes, I clench my jaw terribly. Well, typically speaking, when we clench our jaw, we automatically hold our pelvic floor. We, we seize it. And so that, that triggers all of the different issues that you've just been discussing. So if you are someone who clenches your jaw, you have pelvic issues. Go ahead. I clenched my jaw and my pelvic floor as because uh, through people pleasing. Yeah, and, and I wanted to say that you know, you had talked about being ready, quote unquote, ready for, for sex. And that mm-hmm. it's not necessarily that you're, you know, parents say you're too young for sex. It's, that's not what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. You can be in a relationship for a long period of time and be stressed about a certain argument that you've had or a feeling of being rejected that day um, or over a lifetime. And so even though the body can lubricate because the body, the body itself um, on a certain level gets ready naturally um the brain is another organ that goes "Uh uh-uh i don't feel safe 
So while the lubrication's there, the muscles are still tensing because I don't feel safe to be intimate with this person. Ooh, and you know what, Kelly? Like, how often do we see with clients where in their, in their partner, sexual partnerships, their intimacy, they, they're fighting, mm. they're, they're people-pleasing each other, or mm. there's bullying going on, or control issues, mm-hmm. and they think that, or they're fixing, and there's a breaker, so someone's creating all the problems, the other person's fixing, fixing. All of those people have pelvic issues mm-hmm. because they're all clenching, and yet you might go through the day and snap at each other or control each other or do something, and then, you know, you get into an, a sexual part of your relationship. And now you're having sex with this person who's been controlling you. Yeah. You're having sex with this person that you've been people pleasing. Mm-hmm. And there's no, there's no real deep feeling of safety. Mm-hmm. There's no deep feeling of trust. Mm-hmm. There's no deep feeling of a desire to be with you. But we're in this relationship and you're my partner. Mm-hmm. And therefore, the penis is I'm ready. Or... It's time uh, for sex. We're having sex. It's Friday night or whatever it is, Saturday mornings, whatever it is that you do in a routine or not even in a routine. Mm -hmm. But that, or we're on a holiday. You know, um, thing like there's the different things in this relationship that are stressing me where I'm holding, but we're on holiday, so it's time for sex. Or we're out of town at a hotel, so we have to. Mm -hmm. And... Anyway, all of those different scenario, different situations. I also wanted to throw out there because you're talking about different um, personalities, right? Mm-hmm. With with our partners, mm-hmm. um, and I, I want to talk about the element of surprise mm-hmm. um, because yeah. there are times when it can be a really wonderful thing, and times when it can trigger these these painful experiences. Um, so you know, I think about someone who comes through the door, you know, every day after work, and you never know what mood they're going to be in. Oh, yeah. Or and, you do. <laughs> well, no, but I, I'm talking about surprise. Okay. Oh, right. So okay. if they come in the door, you know, three out of seven days of the week and they're happy and they want to do dinner together and they're inclusive and it's, it's, everything's, you know, tickety boo. Um, but you never know when that personality is going to switch or that mood is going to switch. Um, we hold that in our pelvis. That is the feeling of not being safe. Because it can change at the drop of a hat and you never know what's going to trigger it. And so those muscles in your pelvic floor constantly stay seized. You're probably a shallow breather as well uh, because you're always anticipating the change, the switch, um, and you're not in control of it. So, but I also wanted to take that into sex because if you're with a partner like that, you're constantly clenching, preparing yourself for pain emotional pain, physical pain. It doesn't mean they have to hit you, but emotional pain creates physical pain. Um, And on top of that, let's say it's still a healthy relationship. Okay. So just two different scenarios here. Um, There's uh, like the element of surprise where maybe you change the way you thrust. Um, Maybe, and and that can be either one of you, right? Because either one of you can be in control of of speed um, and of pressure. And if it's not communicated that you're okay with surprise, the body seizes. So there has to be a lot of communication of, you know what, I want surprise today or I don't today. I need it to be an even rhythm and even tempo, whatever, whatever it is the body's needing. But there again, awareness has to be present first um, mm-hmm. because the body is going to react. I-, I wanted to put in too, Kelly, that um, 
the, the, the people in the partnership or the single person will go both ways. So if you're single, um, you can be clenching your pelvic muscles. Um, if it's your child that comes through the door and you never know their mood, it doesn't have to be your sexual partner in order for you to be a clencher. Mm -hmm. It can be a child. It can be that you're caring for a parent and you don't ever know, or a roommate or a boss at work or, um, where you never know what the moods are going to be that element of surprise in the thinking, Oh, I am a clencher. I have a great marriage, but I have a horrible job. Or I have a, a person that just joined the team at work and they're, uh, they're inconsistent in, in their moods. So I'm, 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 I, geez, I am stressed. Mm-hmm. And it isn't with, the, with your partner at home. So some people might think, oh, yeah, well, that's not me. My partner and I are both easygoing. But if one of you has a job that isn't or there's other stuff going on in their life with that, then it's to be able to have conversations around that. So that you know where your partner is at or where you're at mm-hmm. if you're single. Yeah. So that you can check in to know to feel, geez, are my muscles tense? Mm-hmm. And that's I'm bringing all of that back to the, the pelvic wands, mm-hmm. the tools that MJ uses and pelvic specialists use, um, physiotherapists, but also um, the vibrators and the, the toys that you can yeah. use that can help you make sure that you're checking in with yourself, which is an emotional intelligence level. It's your EQ again. How does my body respond right now? Mm -hmm. Are my muscles relaxed? Are my shoulders up? Is my pelvic floor tight? Like all of those different things. And and you and I keep going back and forth saying both men and women, Mm -hmm. because a lot of men think that this, that this podcast would be for girls and that it's not that it's it's for both sexes because men have pelvic flo- pelvic issues as well. Mm-hmm. They have muscles in their in their groins and in their butt muscles as and psoas and all of that. Yeah. Not I won't say the very same as women. Some of them aren't. MJ could explain all of that far more during her show. Mm-hmm. I you know I I'm big on communication. I it's one of my well, I'm most passionate talking about that. Um, and I think about you know, not, not just in reference to toys, but how much communication has to happen for sex to be, to be great. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something, you know, when I was studying the different manuals, like you were saying in the different, um, videos, and then just, I'll say natural pornography that you find on the inter- the internet, um, how some communication exists and some doesn't. Um, but a lot of, a lot of, you know, videos and everything, it doesn't tell you that you're allowed to talk during sex because it's seen as not sexy. Right. It's, it seemed as a or it looked on as a turnoff. But check ins during sex is wonderful to be able to say, you know, is this position working for you? Do you want to try a different one? Um, because you get to express what what interests you, what turns you on and how wonderful for a partner to know how to turn you on. Yep. Yeah, I, I just I love that. Um, and I remember I remember um you know, having a conversation about the equivalency of parts. Okay. So asking what's pleasurable for a man versus what, what's pleasurable for a female and being told that on a certain part of the penis is similar to the intensity of where we feel it in our clitoris. Oh, I love that part in the books. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> so that when you are touching them, instead of engaging just in uh, sexual intercourse, 
that you know where to stimulate mm-hmm. for how long and with what pressure. And this this was another thing that I thought was fascinating from from school is that this this uh, professor was also you know a full time uh, sexual or sex therapist. She would give homework to her clients where they had to go home and touch each other, but weren't allowed to have sex. Mm-hmm. And so the intention was to figure out um, what sensations, where they liked to be touched on their body, what were like the no-go zones. So for me, my feet, don't, don't touch my feet. <laughs> um, and you had to figure out pressure uh, in, in the way that you were touched um, duration. Cause sometimes, you know, if, if you're rubbing like you're someone's leg and you start to feel that numbness and you're like, can you please stop rubbing my leg? It's just hurting at this point. I love that. Cause yeah. it goes from pleasure to irritation yeah, to and pain. sometimes to pain. Then. Yes. And so the, the intention with the homework was to figure out how to touch each other, um, without, without the assumption that it's going to lead to sex either. Um, so, you know, maybe the activity was to hold hands and and I'll call it like when you're first dating and you're kind of rubbing thumbs and you're just kind of playing with each other's hands and the beautiful sensation that can come out of that massage, um, massaging each other naked, but not ever leading to sex. Um, so that there's intimacy that you're getting to know the other person's body. Um, because in a partnership over a long period of time, it's important for them to be able to take care. Well, not for them to take care of you, but to be involved in the, the way that you care for yourself, where they can say, I've noticed a spot on your back and it is getting bigger. When I massage it, just, you know, maybe it's something you want to get checked out. There's so many ways that knowing each other's bodies that intimately contributes to overall health. Yes. And trust. Mm-hmm. And as you said, safety. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. Just, yeah, I, I love this. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have anything else to add. Do you? Okay. I could talk forever about this stuff, so I I'm okay leaving it there. Oh, I could too, but I also I just meant in regards to the story we had at the beginning because mm-hmm. you, we've mentioned a couple of times that MJ is coming in to do pelvic health. Yeah, talks. And we've talked about our chiropractor and, yeah. and different uh, professionals. Um, no, that that's fine. You know what? Maybe this is a really good uh, place to end, and just like we do, like we close every show, um, invite people to ask questions, mm-hmm. invite people to comment. Um, so if there's something that you were really intrigued by and want to know more, if you want more resources and we haven't put them up, please ask. Um, I'm happy to do that. Um, or if you want another and longer podcast, let us know and we can, uh, we can surely touch on some more topics. Yeah. Sounds good, huh? Okay. So you can reach us at info at That's, uh, both Karen and myself. And, uh, we hope you have a wonderful weekend.